Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November the 1st. Halloween hangover. It's real. Uh, we have Giants and Chiefs on Monday Night Football. And to break it all down, joining me as he does every Monday and Thursday for the rest of time, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's up, Will? How you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I'm good. Um, I, I have, like, you know, some high-level complaints about the general approach to uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, they, they, Thanksgiving, the Halloween, good Lord. Um, this year in that, you know, how about, how about Halloween is just the final Saturday in, uh, in, in October? Well, like, that, that, that was my, my question. So I, I just moved out to the suburbs, and this yeah. was our first Halloween oh. at, out here. And so I was wondering, I'm like, is this a, and this is me selfishly, because obviously we cover football Sundays are a little bit busy for us this time of year. I was like, do they do it on like the Saturday? Like if it's the kids running around, like, nope, on the nope. day. It I'm is, like, it is. the right. Well, but here's the problem. So if Halloween, and, and <laughs> like the goal of this podcast, let's keep it tight. That's not right. Very quick high level issue is that the, so I, we did something Friday night. With uh, with with friends for Halloween, we did something Saturday night, uh, or Saturday evening, and um, and then Sunday you actually trick or treat. So I don't, I mean, just 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 pick a day. Like, the Thanksgiving is is not on you know November X every year. It's on the what the third Thursday or whatever. How about we just do that with with Halloween? Because you know, like I'm walking around the neighborhood streaming Bucks Saints on my phone. Like trying to like you know make sure my son doesn't get you know get run over as he's sprinting across the street in a, a sussy baka costume. Um, anyway, if you want to see me in in dumb child costumes, subscribe to the YouTube channel YouTube.com/slash/pick6. You can also watch me and Sully every Monday and uh, Thursday, and of course you can see us go live Monday, Thursday, and so Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights after the primetime games. We go live on YouTube. We we're trying to give away a T-shirt. Uh, on on Sunday night, and I think we're going to try to do that tonight after Giants and Chiefs. Tuesday will be a one o'clock p.m. will be the mock draft show live on YouTube. Three thirty p.m. will be the uh, live uh, excuse me the live trade deadline reaction show, and then on um, Thursday one p.m. we have the pick show live on YouTube. Tons of YouTube content. Make sure and hit the subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, tell us who you think will score the first touchdown on Monday Night Football. Press the like button as well while you are there. Giants, Chiefs holds a hefty 10 and a half point spread as of Monday morning around 11 a.m. The total here, 52, Sully. Um, and we saw some buyback on this where it got down to like nine and a half. People were kind of hitting the Giants pretty hard, but the injury report is not exactly friendly to the Giants. Saquon Barkley has been ruled out. Kenny Galladay has been ruled out. Uh, Lorenzo Carter also already out, as is Carter Coughlin. Not that that is, it, it 
anyway, uh, multiple wide receivers listed as questionable Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony. We won't know until game time for them. Uh, Mike Rimmers is questionable for the Chiefs. Anthony Hitchens and Kalen Saunders both ruled out. Looks like Chris Jones should be back. Travis Kelsey and Daryl Williams both had full practice on Saturday, as did Joe Tooney and Legereus Sneed and Trey Smith. Mm, banged up a little offensive line there. And uh, uh, another player on the on the Chiefs injury report. Tyron Mathieu. Uh, had full practice. So those guys should be good to go. But, you know, remains to be seen, and it matters for DFS and for props with Tony and Shepard. What do you think about this spread and this total? And one thing about Shepard and Tony, too, they were limited in practice this week. I know, I think Shepard didn't practice the first practice of the week, but then they both were at least on the field in some capacity. So yeah. there's at least optimism that they will be able to play in this game. It's not like they didn't practice. Like, I, I know, like, DeAndre Hopkins, like, during going up to that Thursday night game, didn't practice all week, which made you a little bit nervous, even though he didn't end up playing in that game. But he was in and out for, you know, for a little bit of that. So just, you know, at least you're seeing them on the field. So that's something that's encouraging. But to me, I still like the Giants, even though they're banged up. Another injury that we didn't even bring up there was Peppers. He's out for the season now, dealing with, with a uh, torn ACL. So that's another one. But still... You're talking about 10 and a half points going up against the defense that's allowing 6.6 yards per play, the highest in the NFL coming into week eight. It's just the Chiefs don't give you a lot of confidence right now. Two and five against the spread this season, which is like the second worst, tied for the second worst in the NFL. And I have faith in Daniel Jones, who is sneakily having a solid season so far. To be able to go up to, against that secondary and make some plays and keep this game relatively close, I probably think the Chiefs are going to win, but I do think the uh, the Giants are going to cover. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't. As, as far as the total goes, I don't really want to get in front of it because you have some unknowns with the Giants pass catchers, and you see this list, and it's like, all right, it seems like both offenses are at least getting a little bit healthier. And both defenses are, are pretty bad. You know, the Giants are coming off a performance where they allowed the Panthers to score three points. But that was really more about Sam Darnold than it, and, and, and sort of that game flow. That game was like three to five to three in, late in the third quarter. It's just a miserable football game. The Chiefs can't stop anybody. And if you're betting on the Chiefs, in, in my opinion, you are betting on Kansas City um, – you know, kind of running out to, oh God, I, don't, I mean, like, like, I don't know. They have to come out of the gates blazing hot, run up the score, and then hold on to a lead late, which you don't really feel confident in them doing. It feels, it just feels like the back doors would be wide open for Daniel Jones. And I think you can look back at some of the games on Sunday that had huge totals, right? Where Cincinnati, uh, you know, they're up, yeah, they're 10 and a half point favorite, granted, on the road. And, and, I don't want to say like the Bengals aren't the Chiefs, but I mean the Bengals have been better than the Chiefs this year. So it's, it's hard to they were the number the one seed in the AFC going into the going into week eight. So I mean and, you know, and, and by the way, for that. They lost to the Jets, and now the new number one seed is the Titans, who also lost to the Jets, which it's getting weird. Yeah, getting what's, weird. Yeah, it's spooky season. Um, I mean, my point being is that like I, I don't I mean I, I cannot in good conscience lay ten and a half with the Chiefs here. You just can't yeah. do it. And the the thing that concerns me is that the line came down to nine and a half and then jump back up to 10 and a half. I think, yeah. anyway. It, um, well, it, I believe it was around, like, you know, before, I think it was even before, like, the early, early line was around, like, 13 and a half for this game. And then, it, then it, you know, after the events of week seven, it kind of settled back down to around 10, then really dipped down to nine. And I thought it sat for 10 for a while. I even think last night it was sitting at 10, and it's bumped up a half point 
since going into this game on game day morning. So something yeah. to think about there, which kind of concerned me for, you know, you see that number go up a little bit. I'm like, do they know something about these receivers that we don't know about? Well, I mean, it's like, well, it's like, it's nine. You're like, you're like, I like the Giants plus 10 and a half. It's too many points. Chiefs play not playing very well. And then it drops down to nine. If you're like, yep, yep, I was right. So like I said, it might move down. And now it's like shoots back up to 10 and a half. You're like, uh-uh. Right. It, it, makes you, it makes you nervous. Like, yeah. why Why is that game, Why is that line flying towards the Chiefs across a key number in theory at ten mm-hmm. on, on on game day? That like that that scares the crap out of me. Um, yeah. The Chiefs could blow out the Giants. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you go back, just you know, if, if you go back the last season, even just say, hey, listen, Giants Chiefs ten and a half. You're like, please come on now. This thing should be 14, 13 and a half. No problem at all. You should be able to cover this. They can blow doors against this team. But the Chiefs just haven't been – you have to look at what you've seen this year. They just haven't been a – they're a very talented team, but they're not really well put together when they actually get onto the field. The offensive line still dealing with issues. That defense we all know has had a ton of issues. Again, like I said, allowing 6.6 yards per play this season, which is like by far the most in the NFL. That's actually come down a little bit. I think it was around like 7.5, which was like the most all-time – so, you know, I guess, guess they're getting better, but like, you know, not by much. And you have Daniel Jones who's playing well and he's going to get some weapons back, we assume, in Tony, in possibly Shepard. So, again, I just think if you have even those weapons at your disposal, even without a Galladay, even without a Saquon Barkley, you should be able to do enough damage through the air to keep this thing close. Sure. And there's a major, major backdoor potential here. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to point out too is like on Sunday, you know, the, the Rams are up 38 to nothing. In the third, with with like eight minutes here in the third quarter. I mean, it's you know, you are if you bet on the Rams minus sixteen and a half, you are living a sweat free life. It isn't like there's no chance you are going to lose that bet, and you lost it anyway because the the Texans scored twenty two points in, in like five minutes against a a good Rams defense. I mean, it's just you know when you're dealing with double digit point spreads, things just get a little dicey. The Chiefs were thirteen five and one against the spread in two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm very popular team you know they yeah. blew people out uh the books you know sports books adjusted eight and 11 in 2020 and thus far in and i'm using teamrankings.com for this thus far in uh 2021 they are two and five against the spread they're just not a very good covering team no. they're, they're not a very good team in general you know when you have a when you have a team like kansas city that is always a huge favorite and still manages uh, is it managing to win football games? They're probably not going to be covering either. So that uh, that is a concern there. I mean, I'm taking the 10 and a half if, and you're just not talking me into laying 10 and a half of the Chiefs, but I, I don't really like anything on the total. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love this game in general. Yeah, no, I, I don't really want to touch the total in this at all, really. I, 52 and a half, that seems like a high number, you know, just with the way that both of these teams are playing. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking up the Giants a little bit, but they're still like the 27th ranked offense in DVOA. And again, a lot of that has to do with injuries, but they're still not 100%, still don't have Barkley, still don't have Galladay. Again, they might get those guys back, but still, it's not an entirely complete offense. So you're still kind of having questions about what they were able to do. Like you said earlier, you know, they did win, what was it, 25 to 3 last Last week against Carolina, but that was like twenty-five. Uh, that was three to two. It was like five to three in the late you know, or whatever it was. It was, it was yeah, it was, they scored twenty garbage kind of points. If you're going to hang your head on one trend, this is the one I think I would hang my head on. Daniel Jones, as an underdog on the road in his career, seventy-two against seventy-two percent against the spread. So that's that's, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's I think it's Giants are bust for me against the spread, and if I'm if I'm if I'm betting the total. 
I'm probably betting the over, but I don't really want to bet it. Because mm-hmm. they, just both defenses are just capable of giving up huge plays. And, you know, I think Kansas City could – Kansas City, you know, the run game is down to Daryl Williams. So, so I'm, I would bet the over if I had – if you were like, you have to bet – you have to bet a total. I would bet the over, and I would take the uh, Giants. The Giants would be my bet here. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're on the same page in, in terms of those bets. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll hit some player props. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. What we need, Sully, is a, is a game that doesn't feature a ton of um, injuries, which doesn't really happen in the NFL in week seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, but we've had some weird ones, especially where it's like you that's know, what I'm saying. Like we've had like Devontae Adams last Thursday. You know, and what do you, I mean, you know, what do you do with that? Because it's impossible to adjust. We've had like all these big stars are, are just questionable, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's it's not even that there's big injuries. It's like we don't know the statuses. Like you know, right. if this was if we were talking about like Saquon Barkley, he's ruled out. You look at you look at Booker. You know, you can. Can easily make that switch. Running back props just... are not a problem, it's, right? You like, but Caesars currently has they have they have Evan Ingram props and they have Devontae Booker props. They have no Giants wide receiver props, and they're probably not going to until we get you know until Monday Night Countdown starts at three o'clock in the afternoon uh, for this you know eight o'clock game. And, and as uh, we, and as we always note, this also impacts like first touchdown props, which we love. You know, right. it, it just moves yeah, like, around like, a little bit. Like we're living in a world. When we'll touch on first touch on props, but like I looked at it, it's Byron Pringle's 15 to 1. You want me to bet on Byron Pringle at 15 to 1 for first touchdown? What are we doing? <laughs> In the words of Taylor Twelman, what are we doing? Uh, anyway, player props. Uh, what do you like from a prop perspective? I, I think my favorite one, or at least one of my favorite ones, the one that stood stood out to me the most, and I think you have this one as well, is Patrick Mahomes is over 19 and a half rushing yards. That one to me makes a ton of sense. He's hit the over on this in five straight games coming into Monday night. Again, they don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. It's it's Daryl Williams. They're kind of changing up the running back situation. I think they're going to use Mahomes a little bit more. And again, that's just not that high for somebody who I don't think, you know, he's a mobile, he's not like uh, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, but he's a very mobile quarterback. Oh, yeah. They will design some runs for him. Absolutely. So to me, ninth and a half, I'm smashing that over. Yeah, I think I think this is actually mispriced and should be closer to 23 and a half or even mm-hmm. 20, uh, 24 and a half. Mahomes has Rush four in his uh, last uh, five games, 45, 26, 61, 31, and 35 yards in all of those games. He Here's the thing. You look at his rush yards, and these aren't designed runs. These are scrambles and leaving the pocket early and, and picking up first downs. This has sort of been a theme. Now, this is this would be the concern about the Mahomes rush yards, is that the Chiefs, um, you know, coming, you know, coming off of, of an embarrassing and humiliating 27 to 3 loss to the Tennessee Titans, where the, the, they scored their lowest point total in the history of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid working together. That they went that Reed and and, and 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 Mahomes, who has a I have a froggier voice than Mahomes today. They they go back in the lab and they really got laser locked on keeping Mahomes in the pocket, keeping him comfortable. And you know, the, we, as we mentioned, the offensive line, some issues there. 
from a from an injury perspective, but Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, both full practice should be good to go. And that Mahomes against the Giants, you know, defense that is not, you know, is not elite by any stretch of the imagination, is able to stay in the pocket, make the throws. They get a lead. They pound the ball with Daryl Williams and um I mean, who else are they running with here? Like uh I mean, they're not they're not running with Jarek McKinnon, but he's available. Right. He yeah. He would be the yeah. I mean, Derek Gore. Jeez Louise. Oh, I'll tell you. You know the other bet. I'm going to add something here too. Is Patrick Mahomes over pass attempts? They're going to have to just. They they don't really have a run game here. Yeah. Um. If, if they get a lead, like I don't know that they're going to be able to just. Their defense isn't good enough to just pound the ball and play defense. So no, it's not. You have to almost keep your foot on the gas. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not like um. It's not like Los Angeles against the Rams last week. You can kind of take take your foot off the gas, and you know let Houston get back into this game. Oh yeah, Rams Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't. They can't afford that. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. They're they are they're too far down in the standings. Like they're not in the playoffs right now. This is a, this is a massive game for the, I mean, it's kind of a must win game for the Chiefs on Monday night as a 10 and a half point favorite. It's kind of insane to say. Um, but my point being is that, uh, with it, the, the pathway to losing the Mahomes over rushing yards is they get a lead and he's not running for his life. And, and they're very clearly concentrated on him staying in the pocket and winning from the pocket. I mean, that, that is clearly a problem for this team is that Mahomes is he's he's um he's he's pressing because he's he's worried about you know about the defense not being able to stop anybody and he's tr- and and teams are running the ball and, and chewing up clock against a bad KC defense and they're minimizing possessions for the Chiefs and Mahomes is that's what he's doing he's bouncing from pockets early and he's pressing and that's why his rushing yards are up so that would be the problem but this should really be 24 and a half um and we could easily see that going over you like the over on uh, Daniel Jones passing yards as well. Yeah, and this one I think is something we kind of need to highlight a little bit, almost in the same vein that we highlighted how the the line here went up from like ten to ten and a half overnight from Sunday into Monday. The Daniel Jones passing yards, and again, you know, I say this every week, but I write a story about you know, right, uh, you know, a, a piece that almost can, you know goes with this podcast. I write it usually on sports.com. Exactly. There you go. Shameless plug. But I write it on Sunday nights and, you know, just to get us ready for the, for the week. I look yep. at it going into this podcast. That number is actually lower than it was last night. So we're looking at Daniel oh. Jones is over 40, uh, 243 and a half passing yards. Last night it was 246 and a half. So, you know, almost when we're talking about these wide receivers saying, uh, uh, do, does Vegas know something? Does Caesars know? Like, like red flag, red flag. Like, like right. alarms it's, are, sirens are going up. I kind of want now. Like, the antenna is going up a little bit where it's like, okay, you know, the, the it's going a little bit more in favor of the Chiefs. Jones's passing yard totals are going down. It, that's something, that's a trend where you got to at least have your antennas raised a little bit. I still like it. Obviously, he's going up against the secondary that hasn't been good. And I know, you know, we're talking about limited pass catching weapons potentially. But again, the Chiefs are allowing 275.7 passing yards per game, well, well above this passing yard prop. Jones is someone who can throw the ball pretty effectively down the field, whether it's to Darius Slayton, who we know is going to be playing in this game. He's healthy for it. So to me, I still like it, but that is something we should highlight to say, hey, listen, you know, there are some trends going in a different direction here. For sure. Um, I like Jones over uh, interceptions just to have, like, he's one sure. pick. It's Daniel Jones. Yeah. He needs one interception. Now it's minus 145. So, you know, you got to, you got to lay the juice, but like, I mean, that could hit on the first play of the game. I mean, absolutely. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be shocking at all. Uh, Tyreek, I have Daryl Williams over rush yards as well. As we, you know, as we mentioned, their depth chart right now, unless I'm missing somebody, is Daryl Williams, Jarrett McKinnon, and Derek Gore. Uh, I think you could, you know, it's a 10 and a half point favorite at home on a Monday night. Like, <laughs> should, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. That should be like 65 or 70, uh, even though we don't really think of Daryl Williams as some feature back, right? Um, they're going to, I mean, they're going to run the ball and the giants are 22nd in DVOA against the run. This is, I don't know, it's just too low. Like there's, there's one guy to run the ball. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the analysis there. Uh, you have uh, Travis Kelsey over receiving yards. I don't, I don't mind it. I liked uh, Tyreek Hills, both props over rush yards, a half rush yard and over receiving yards, 79 and a half, you know, again, like, I, like, I don't think the Chiefs are going to come out and just light it up for 40 points, but they, if, if the Chiefs come out and have some great defensive game, that's the weird, that's the weird yeah. script that, that would that screw up this stuff. And you would still potentially get there with Darrell Williams uh, on the rush yards. I just, you know, tend to think that Tyreek Hill is probably going to have more than that against a, a Giants defense that is 16th in DVOA against the pass. Yeah, I just I just get a little nervous about the Tyree Kill rushing yards prop that you have. Uh, obviously, it's it just has to get one yard. I mean, it's yeah. it's not that difficult. But he's only been really given like one carry a game this season. So you really and he you know he usually rips it off for like twenty yards on some sort of reverse or whatever whatever. So if he gets, if he, this is really not even about it's not even about over rush yards. It's about over carries. Honestly, sure. Like, yeah, if he gets one carry, he's going to get over a half yard. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Like that's exactly what it is. And you just have to hope that his speed, you know, breaks out and he's not hitting the backfield and you're good to go. He has um in seven games so far, he has hit this over five times. Yep. With one carry in each game. It's it is it's not even a over it's not even like it's it's will Tyreek Hill get a carry and will you be sweating the jet sweep he runs near the goal line on the one yard line? You know, and like, is it a pitch or, you know, is it a carry or is it a catch? Yeah. And that's, or is that's it that little, that little front, 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 little, touch little, pass. Little front flip that, that Mahomes does. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, that's, that's the thing is like, does he get a carry? Mm-hmm. And if he gets a carry, it will go for positive. It will go for more than one yard because Tyreek Hill is super fast. And, um, and then you win. If he doesn't get a carry, then we lose. That's, that's very, that's, very easy to break it down that way. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the only other one I had was uh, Devontae Booker over rush yards. Don't feel, I mean, don't feel good about that by any stretch of the imagination, you know. But it's it's a it's it's kind of a low number here. For let's let's do the math, right? Uh, no Saquon Barkley. Okay, so that's uh, that's part one of the equation. Uh, we have Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator. That's that's part two of the equation. We have a, a depth chart that features. Okay, I mean, unless they're, I mean, I'm missing somebody that they have running the football. It looks like Gary Brightwell. Is that, is that, is that, uh, do the Giants have more than that behind Devontae Booker? I mean, there's just, there's nobody, what a bad running back game. Um, so there's nobody there. The Chiefs are, I believe, 31st in rush defense DVOA. Like, you know, I don't think Devontae Booker is a superstar or anything, but Jason Garrett's going to give him 15 carries. 50 yards is just too low for me. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And, and lastly, for me, I, I know we quickly mentioned it on the Kelsey thing. Kelsey's probably, you know, we'll talk about obviously in the DFS portion of this, but also he's my favorite captain, but also he's my, fa- this is my favorite prop I have just because, you know, 78 and a half seems like a really high number. But when you talk about the volume that Travis Kelsey gets, he's had double digit targets and I believe uh, four of the last five games, if I have that right. And the Giants are allowing 9.2 yards per reception two opposing tight ends this season. You know, you talk about the type of volume that Kelsey gets, a lot. the defense that he's going up against, and it just feels like, again, he's going to be earmarked for at the very least nine to ten targets in this game. And if he's efficient, we're talking him going well over that number if the defense continues to play poorly against tight ends. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So if it's nine point, I mean, his, we say 9.2? 9.2 per his his, his, uh, his reception total is like six and a half and it's over minus 140 or something so i mean yeah you probably need if he gets if you probably need what eight eight or nine catches i mean but, but and that's if he only if every single one is 9.2 yards kelsey's right, depth right. target is probably gonna be bigger than that yeah i mean like he could i mean he's averaging uh what is he averaging per catch on the year it's like 6.4 catches per game and why can i not find this oh 11.8 yards per reception pretty it's, good. It's good it's a good setup for kelsey uh very quickly we'll do a we're gonna do first touchdown and then if you want dfs it'll be on youtube youtube.com slash pick six tell us who your favorite first touchdown score is i mentioned the byron pringle thing off the top man i mean what I mean, what am I supposed to do? Bet on Byron Pringle fifteen to one to be the first touchdown scorer? I'm not doing that. I that, that is that is annoying. Is my is my son? You're annoying me. Um, we both had Patrick Mahomes at twenty oh twenty five to one last night, twenty two to one for Patrick Mahomes. He's twenty to one now. Oh man, um, it, Patrick Mahomes twenty to one or better is is probably a good price. Yeah, he he could run it near the goal line. Wouldn't be surprising at all. He, he bootlegs all the time. Rushing quarterbacks with or quarterbacks with rushing equity near the goal line are at 20 to one is, is a bet. I would guess Mahomes closes at 18 to one or something like that. Um, it, it's, it's really tough. I had Dante Pettis at 26 to one, but that is entirely dependent on what happens with Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard. Shepard's 12 to one and he's questionable. Like, what do we do? Like if I'm betting on a 12 receiver at 12 to one is questionable. Um, Evan Ingram, 18 to one is, I guess, a little interesting. Darius Slayton, 19 to one. You have him. He's actually moved up a little bit. You know, I, I, I don't mind Slayton at 19 to one either, but it, again, it all depends on our Shepard and Tony playing in this game i don't even see is tony even on the list no he's not on there and we're pretty like-minded on this where it's like you know we like mahomes just because of the values there and then we're kind of picking our giants wide receiver just to see what happens for me slayton again totally dependent on if we see these guys so i wouldn't bet it um you know i wouldn't bet this yet i would wait to find out what's going to happen with obviously the wide receivers we say that every week but you know just good to hammer that this one in particular yeah, I mean, I mean, it. I mean, like it matters. Like you don't, yeah. you can't, you don't want to bet on Dante Pettis at twenty-seven to one, and then Canary's Tony and Sterling Shepard are playing, and Dante Pettis is just not going to see any snaps. Exactly, especially like red zone, like you know, high value touches, as uh, Ben Gretsch likes to say. The other guy that I think is actually worth a little look um, at thirty to one that we can add, uh, producer Chris, is uh, Kyle Rudolph. Okay, you know, even though Rudolph, like, he's not the he's not the number one tight end, you know. Uh, Evan Ingram's there, and Evan Ingram. What I say, Evan Ingram was eighteen to one. I mean, what, 
this Byron Pringle thing is really sticking with me. I don't know why it really bothers <laughs> me. But uh, 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 Kyle Rudolph, for years in Minnesota, was a just a a red zone, a red zone weapon. They like to and they like to get you know they, they're going to put two tight ends. They're going to you know like bigger formations and they'll leak out Kyle Rudolph in in uh, in, in play action. He caught a touchdown. I think he got the first touchdown uh, against the Panthers last week. Just a guy that they will use uh, in the red zone. So Rudolph, I would throw on there thirty to one. It's not a bad long shot as well. Anybody else for you? No, I think that's it. I mean, for me, just again, Slayton, wait and see what happens. I do like him in the sense that him and Jones have at least have history of having a rapport, particularly hitting those downfield shots. We talked how poor the 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 KC secondary's been. So again, wait and see. Wouldn't love it if Tony and Shepard are playing, but honestly, still wouldn't surprise me. So if you if you love Slayton, you might as well wait anyways, because if Tony and them play, that odds are only going to get better. Yep, agreed completely. All right, that's it for the gambling version of or gambling portion of this uh this program we are going to head on over to youtube to tell you about the dfs plays for this game thanks for listening go subscribe on youtube and hit that like button